episode, we're picking up where we left off on the last episode in the chat room stuff where we added messages into the application. So you can submit a message in this form, it will go and make a post request, it refreshes the page, you get to see the message, and then the other people in that same chat room get to see the message, but they have to refresh the page in order to get it. So you're not receiving real-time updates and you're also not posting over JavaScript. So there's a lot of stuff that we need to do, but this episode, we'll be diving into all of that and the action cable stuff that we need to make all of this work uh, nicely. I'm just gonna dive right in, but the first thing that we actually need to do is make the form uh, that we submit as AJAX. So we wanna make sure that this uh, submits a JavaScript request um, when we type in a new message. And this is actually gonna work seamlessly with the JavaScript that comes from Rails UJS. So this remote is true comes from that. And the code that we wrote to listen for the enter key will actually submit it. And then the uh, Ajax request that Rails UJS does um, will automatically handle all of that. So this will work in sync. That means that if we refresh this page now, we should be able to still type a test message in here. It will show up on the page and get submitted. So. It's still working, but if we look in our Rails logs, we can see now that this was submitted as a JavaScript request. Now, we didn't actually write any JavaScript as a response, and the reason for that is because the Turbolinks 5 um, Rails adapter that the RubyGem ships with basically overrides the redirect to method. So if you aren't familiar with that, all that's really doing is saying, if this comes across as a Turbolinks JavaScript request, and you submit test there, your post request is going to return Turbolinks JavaScript to go visit that new URL, the redirect. Instead of actually telling the browser to do a real redirect, it's faking it and then using Turbolinks to uh, complete that. So this works nicely, except for the fact that we don't actually want to make a redirect at all. We want to actually just submit this to the server and have WebSockets injected onto the page instead of doing a refresh in the browser, even with Turbolink. So we wanna get around that, and that means that we need to go replace the way that that works. So we'll open up our messages controller and remove the redirect chat room here. So we don't want that anymore, and that's going to allow us to write a create.js.erb file so we at least have some sort of response to send back to the browser. So let's go make a directory called app views messages and let's edit a file and we'll make app views messages create.js.erb. Now if we simply save this file and leave it empty, when you make your test message now, nothing's going to happen and you see that the test text is still in there and that seems weird, right? Well, the reason for that is because you used JavaScript to submit it over, but you didn't clear out the form or do any of that stuff because you got no response. You got an empty JavaScript response, which means, all right, we're done, nothing to do here. So it looks weird as to what would happen. But what we can do here is we can say new message and we'll look up the form. If we say, let's grab the first result from that and call the reset function on it. So if you grab a form element, there's a reset method that you can call um, and that function is basically going to reset the form. So let's refresh our page and type test now and it works, but we don't see the new message in there 
which is good. We don't want to because we haven't built the action cable stuff yet. And if we refresh this page, we'll see that it showed up. So it got saved to the database. Our JavaScript server side returned and ran, which cleared out the form and a refresh of the page shows our message. So we're getting closer and now we have to go build out the action cable channel for all of these messages to come across uh, from. Where should we start? We should start by generating a channel. So let's generate a channel called um, chat rooms channel. And this will be the one that we'll connect to and we'll connect to all of the chat rooms that the user is actively connected to. So that's going to connect to general random. And if we add more in there, it will automatically connect to those when we restart the WebSocket connection. So to do that, um, we need to actually go build out the server side piece of the channel. So first is we need to do the, the whole identified by current user. So if we do identified by current user, here we can define how to set that current user on connect. So we'll start by adding the connect method here and say self.current user equals find verified user. And that's gonna be that. And we'll add a protected method in here called find verified user. And we'll say if current user equals env warden dot user will return the current user. Otherwise, we will reject the unauthorized connection. Now, um, this is exactly the same as in the previous episode of doing uh, real-time notifications with the action cable. Same block of code. I'm gonna add another thing in here um, that you can add tags to the logger. So you can say this is going to be tagged with action cable and current user.id. Um, and you could also say user uh, and ID interpolated in the string there. But the cool part about this is that all of your logs for action cable stuff will show up with those at the beginning. So you can actually pull out the user and kind of see what's going on. If you ever need to track down what's going on there. The reason for that is because everything's getting a lot more complicated now because you don't have your Rails um, logs always in line and sync because they're kind of not happening all at the same time. You have a lot more going on all at once and uh, this can be helpful for you to see what's happening. So this is good and we should be able to refresh our page and our JavaScript uh, subscription to the channel should initiate that and we should be able to go to the terminal and see the action cable user number one and user number two has been connected. So this is cool, it's actually working and uh, making connections to the action cable uh, server and it's tagging those as action cable and user along with the ID number, which is exactly what we want. So the next piece is actually to make sure that the server side connection sets up to stream from the appropriate channels. So here's where things can get a little bit more complicated. So normally when you do this, you set up to stream from one channel most of the times, but because we want our browser to be able to collect messages from any of the channels that are active, not just the current one that you're looking at, we want to actually stream from the uh, chat room with the chatroom.id 
of course, but we have to figure out which chat rooms we want to connect to. Now, because you've already joined those channels um, and it's saved in the database, we can actually say current user dot chat rooms dot each do chat room and we can loop through each of those and set up our stream from there and here we can just say stop all streams as you are used to and this should basically set us up to connect and stream from all of the channels um, that you were joined into the chat rooms. Let's hop back into the browser, refresh the page, and then take a look at our Rails logs and see what we've got. So user number two joined the WebSocket connection, and you can see that they started streaming from chat room number one and number two, which are the two chat rooms that we have set up. So if I were to go to the homepage and leave random, and we refresh this page, this is actually going to show us that now we're only streaming from chat room number one. So this is cool. It's adding in that ability for us to go and set up those chat rooms. Now in the future, we're going to have to manage this when you leave or join so that we can tell the server side stuff to either not send us any more messages from that channel or that chat room or to add in that and also stream from that channel. Now that's gonna be a little bit more in the future, but for now we have the basic functionality set up and this is working just how we would like it. So with that uh, said, we're able to uh, do all of this, but now we're gonna to need to start receiving messages and sending messages over uh, the WebSocket. So let's do that now. So the most common thing that you're gonna see is that what you will have is a job to relay those messages over the, um, the WebSocket connection. And the reason for that is because when you send a message to across to Reddit and everything, the connection time will be somewhat slow potentially. And so if you set up a background job and you just throw it on the queue, that's fast and doesn't have to talk to uh, your Redis server or any of that stuff. So you can toss these jobs on the queue and it can process them as soon as it can. So this way you're a little bit safer by throwing these things on the queue, like your sidekick queue or whatever, and then that's going to process them and send those messages out as fast as it can. So if things stack up or get delayed, you'll still be able to see them come over. They just won't happen instantaneously. So this is a nice way for us to build up that buffer just in case we kind of get overrun with things. And so you'll see that in a lot of cases. And so for the most part, you're just going to say, let's make a message relay job that we perform later on. And we pass in the message and that's it. And we'll send this over to the queue and we'll build this job and that job will send it over action cable to all of the browsers that are connected. So let's go generate that uh, job. So we can simply say rails generate job and we say it's message relay job and that will generate it for us. Then we can go into the jobs folder and in here we can accept the message and really all this has to do is say, well, this is gonna say action cable dot server dot broadcast on the chat rooms number message dot chat room dot ID room and let's pass in the um, extra parameters that we want. So number one, we probably want to send that message. That should be obvious. 
And this one's gonna be a little bit different. So we want the message controller dot render of the message. So this will render the messages message partial in your views. Um, and it basically just pulls that from the class. Since it's a message uh, active record model, it will just interpolate that and figure out, um, interpret that and figure out that it should go to app views, messages, and the message partial. And the other thing that we need to keep track of in here is the chat room ID. And the reason for that is gonna be that we need a way to filter out what you're actually viewing currently on the website and which messages we should display there. So this is going to be important. We'll send that over um, so that we can use that in the JavaScript side in order to determine do we display it immediately on the page or do we say that there are unread messages in one of these other channels? And that can be, um, you know, if you were looking at general right here and random receives a message, you could display like a little, maybe make it italic or something like that or show a little not, uh, dot of messages or bold or whatever you want to do UI-wise. You can use this to determine whether or not it's what the user's actively looking at or one of the background channels. And that's really all we need. I'm gonna uh, put some curly braces around here so we know that that is a hash. And that is that for this piece. Now we need to go make that message template, but um, we already sort of have that. So if you go to chat rooms show, we loop through the messages here and render this div for every message. Now I'm gonna pull this out and we're just gonna say render message here and it will effectively do the same thing as what we're doing in that message relay job. And so that means that if we save this and we edit app views messages message.html.erb and paste this in, this will um, automatically get called from those views as well as action cable and the background worker. Um, and so this will be a way for us to reuse that HTML server side when you load the page like so and when it comes across uh, through action cable. Before we get too far into this, uh, I always forget to change the adapter for Action Cable to Redis so that it can communicate between processes and everything. And this is also good because in production you're probably going to use Redis um, and you're probably going to want to make sure that you use the same environment and development as you do in production so you don't run into any weird bugs in that transition. So if you do this, you're also going to have to add gem redis to your gem file and uh, close your server and run bundle and then restart your rails server so that's going to make sure that you uh, can have two browsers talking to each other that sort of thing um, and this is going to allow us to finally focus on our javascript now i've just added one line to console log the data out for this chat rooms channel and that's going to allow us to see that message that we get across, which comes from that message relay job. So it's really just gonna give us this hash of data uh, that we pass as the second parameter. Now, one of the unfortunate things is that all of those chat rooms are gonna come across, at the, at, uh, across as that same channel. So that's going to need to pass in the chat room ID so we can filter that out client side. 
even though server side we're going through a couple channels, it's being all wrapped up and being pumped over to the browser in one channel and we have to add in that extra data in order to send it over. The reason we separate this out server side is just because we can um, and it also allows you to make sure you separate out any messages from other groups or other channels that you shouldn't have access to. So because we've defined our uh, chat rooms channel in the server side stuff to um, only allow you to do the IDs that you've already joined, this is going to make sure that you can never inject and uh, start listening in on a channel that you haven't technically joined. So the reason why we do that is so that that's all grouped together and you're not me getting messages from other organizations or other users or any of that type of thing. So we have to add in this little bit of overhead for the chat room ID here so that our browser can determine what we're currently looking at and what's coming over and filter out the ones for the current message or the current chat room and display those messages. And if it's for any of the other ones, it can actually just uh, add them either to a variable in memory, so it could automatically load those, or it can just use those to change the flag on one of the other channels so it shows that they're unread messages, which is what we're gonna do. So, um, with that little bit of a deviation, let's take a look at this. So let's restart. We restarted our Rails server. We're using Redis now. We have two browsers open. In the dark browser, we should be able to say test. And the light browser, we should see the message come across. I didn't get the message to come across right away. And the reason for that is because of the message relay job actually had a typo in it. So I had this plural here, but when I went to the chat room channel, um, this actually was not plural here, and that was causing a problem. Now, I also wanted to use this as an example to say that you can do a stream for, and I believe you can pass in a chat room here, and this will figure out a chat room name for you. So you wouldn't have to define those strings there, but I'm not uh, fully up to spec on how all that works, so we're gonna be defining our own strings for the channel names and uh, you should be able to do that in a different way where Rails will generate the string for you. Uh, but I actually don't know how you would define that outside of this. So we'll cover that in a future episode, I'm sure, but make sure that you do your spelling correctly. Otherwise, you won't get those correct messages. So here I did a test message uh, in the console just to make sure that this was working. That's where I discovered the typo. But now we should be able to see if we switch between browsers that we'll be able to see the messages show up in the console. I also made a typo here where I said message controller instead of messages plural controller and that was causing the background worker to fail when it executed while I was trying to test this. So make sure that you have that working as well. And uh, if you refresh the browser, we'll reset up all of our WebSocket connections, make sure everything is going correctly, and we should be able to write test in general. And if we open up our console in the other uh, tab, we should see that we see test come across, and we do, which is perfect. So we see that our messages are coming across, and now we need to filter these out, because if we were to simply do the basic thing here of saying, well, let's go to the chat rooms 
show.html.erb and open up that. We have that data behavior messages. We could just say, let's grab data behavior equals messages and append the data.message to that. So we could do that, but you're gonna notice a problem. If I navigate to random over here and I say test, you're gonna see that test shows up there. And if I say random here, it will also show up in the same channel uh, in general because the client side is not filtering out those appropriately. So we're gonna to need to do a couple of things here. Number one is that we're going to need to uh, add a data chat room ID over here. Chat room ID equals at chatroom.id and we'll just add that to the HTML. And so this way we can have the messages behavior, but we can also look for the data chat room ID equals uh, data dot chat room ID. And so we'll be able to add two selectors in there and it will look for both of those. And that should now only accept messages in the general channel. So if we refresh this page, it will have the new JavaScript. We'll refresh this one. And now if I say random, it should not show up in the other page and it does not. But if we go into action cable, uh, the request here, you can see that it did come across and we do see that message came across the WebSocket connection. You can see the frame for it, but the JavaScript knew that we're not actively looking at the correct channel, so we shouldn't do anything with that. Now, one other thing that you can do is start to use that um, in that case, that would be an else. So we could check to see, well, if the active chat room equals that, active chat room dot length is greater than zero. We can basically just check to see if it exists. We can then append that to the active chat room. And if it doesn't, we could actually go and make a change to the HTML for the random channel um, and basically make it represent that there is an unread message over there. So that is simply done by going to application layout HTML ERB. And if we modify these links, we can give them data behaviors as well. We can say data behavior equals chat room link, something like that. And a chat room ID as uh, chat room dot ID. So now if we refresh this page and we inspect these, we'll see that this has the data behavior and the data chat room ID, which gives the JavaScript something to do when there is not, when it's not the active chat room. So here we can look up that data behavior chat room link, and we can do data chat room ID equals chat room data dot chat room dot underscore ID. And this time we can just add a uh, bold to that so that it shows up bold whenever an unread message is popped up over there. We can do that using the CSS function and we can just add the font weight CSS uh, attribute as bold. So if we do that, we should see that refreshing these 
pages, I should be able to uh, come to general. I'm in general on this one. If I say hello on that one, you'll see that now random has gone bold in real time on the other page because it has uh, it has unread messages. Now, this is running over 20 minutes so far, but as you get more familiar with the action cable stuff and all the little tricks you have to remember, like using Redis and so on, once you do that, you're gonna be able to breeze through this a lot faster and just kind of have a standard way of going about this stuff. But the first few times you're gonna do it, you'll need to repeat yourself a bunch, kind of stumble through the same mistakes a few times, and this will become quicker and quicker as you go. So we have a pretty good foundation. We're starting to get some actual decent functionality from a real-time chat app, especially including like these little messages on the side that are like, hey, there's unread messages in this other channel. Um, this is pretty great and we're starting to make some good progress to it. So uh, I'm gonna leave this episode here. We'll dive into some more advanced stuff in the next episodes. We're gonna need to do real-time, uh, well not real-time, unread messages. So we're gonna need to remember what you've seen and what you haven't. And that is going to be a fun episode. We'll also have to be able to remove the channels when you leave one, disable your WebSocket connection for that uh, channel and so on and uh, all those fun things. So we have a lot more to do, but this has been a pretty fun project so far. We've spent a good amount of time building up very basics for it, but it's also a good foundation for a fairly complicated app because chat is actually a fairly complicated thing. Um, when you really get down to all of the details. So that's it for this episode. Talk to you in the next one. Hope you enjoyed it. I will talk to you later. Peace.